Hello and welcome to all our listeners in the Midwest and across the globe. I hope you guys are ready for this new topic. Today I have our host Kat with us. Hey guys. And last time our guest, Pastor Jared, talked about God's banquet and why we want a seat at that table and some of the qualifications we must have according to the Bible to be there. Today we'll share God's first and greatest commandment, that's love. In Matthew 22, 35-39, we'll see what Jesus says about it. Kat, would you mind reading that one for us? Absolutely. So in Matthew chapter 2, verses 35-39, through it reads, One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. Loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Also loving our neighbor as yourself. What else does the Bible say about love? Well, we can see that in 1 Corinthians in chapter 13 that Paul talks about um, that if you speak in tongues or prophecy or had faith that moved mountains, it's all nothing if he doesn't have love. He said that there will come a time when prophecy and knowledge will cease, that they will no longer be necessary. And what remains is just faith, hope, and love. Amen. And love is the greatest. We also see in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 16, verse 14, to do everything in love. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, and also in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 8, it talks about that love covers over a multitude of sins. And if you just really think about that, how powerful that is, love. Yeah, that's so true. There's so many things that the Bible talks about love, and that's why the Bible itself really is love. Everything that God did for us and the Bible given to his people, like that is love from God to hear his word. And like, that's really incredible. It covers over a multitude of sins. How do you show love to family, friends, and significant others? You know, love can mean many things to many people, but sometimes there's a a confusing line right it's a very gray area or maybe it's a very clear thing or not even in someone's vocabulary is it the same way for everyone to receive love yeah so i'm so excited to actually talk about this because love means everything to me um <laughs> so everyone <laughs> yeah kind of gonna get in dork mode here probably <laughs> um so <laughs> Everyone has a love language and typically they can be categorized into five different types. So we have words of affirmation, we have quality time, we have gifts, acts of service, and then physical touch. And the best way to show love to someone is to actually know how that person best receives love. And in doing this, it truly makes somebody feel seen, to feel heard, which then makes them feel valued, feel respected, and that ultimately translates into them feeling truly loved by you. And I like to say, true love. If your love language is gifts, um, you may continually give gifts to your partner uh, because that's how you want to receive love. 
But if your partner has a different love language, like quality time, the gifts won't mean as much as you making time for them. So it's really, really important to get to know the person that you're trying to love because you ultimately can accidentally wind up causing hurt if yeah. you don't understand them correctly. Um, and so an example is giving a wrong gift that can be harmful. Like if somebody has a peanut allergy and you give them a candy that, you know, has peanuts like Snickers, then that would be going to hurt them. You know, that's real. But it's just really, you know, taking that time to get to know somebody properly. And in doing so, that's how you show someone love. That's super insightful. Thanks for sharing that. That's it's huge. Love is something to understand. Sometimes we won't understand it, but at least those kind of key points that you shared, like really diving into five different ways that we can receive love, that's really, it cuts deep, you know? So I hope that everyone here that's listening can even reflect, like, what's your love language? I'll even ask you, Kat, what, what do you think your love language is? So I have three that I say are wrapped into one. Um, gifts and quality time and physical touch mean everything to me. I truly also believe that that you need all of the five love languages to some like extent um, and level. But that just for me personally, the gifts, the quality time, and the physical touch, I, I need all three of them. If one is not there, then I'm personally not gonna feel loved. However. A gift doesn't have to mean that you're going out and spending, you know, a lot of money to go buy me a present. Like a gift for me is is the thought and intention behind actually giving me something. So you could write me a letter or, you know, you could pick up a rock and give me a heart shaped rock because <laughs> those that know me know that I love hearts and anything heart shaped. And so you found a heart-shaped rock and gave it to me I would be smiling and I'd be so fulfilled and I'd be so happy that you even like had that you found it and you thought of me and then you gave it to me <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah you know and then yeah and then like quality time really just spending that time with someone and then physical touch I mean I, I love hugs so just to have that means everything um yeah yeah that's really awesome. And uh, what are yours? Seems like you know yourself really well, so that's really cool. I think it's the same. Like, we have all five love languages, uh, but, you know, it, it varies from time to time. I think mine is quality time, so really spending it with that person or that loved one, and then also acts of service. You know, what's something we can do together or for each other that really hits home deep? Because, you know, you you went out of your way uh, to do that for someone or to do that for me as well. So uh, there you have it. If you guys want to show us love, definitely even hit a like on our Instagram page or our Facebook. That's always a great way to show love or uh, a comment or even DM us uh, a quality message or something that's very loving. Uh, definitely show love. But that's my love language and it's a very very deep connection that someone can express and feel together uh, especially when it comes to god you know john 15 12 to 13 god is telling us to lay down our lives for our friends and there's no greater love than that so again 
show us some love show us some love online and and send us uh, a message though love is it is the core of our belief as christians but god's love language spiritually is something that many believers don't really understand or we might take it out of context or maybe we don't even know what god's love language is then we really should know what it is right we should know how does god receive love from his believers what does he want god who puts so much importance on love in the bible wants us to love him back so shouldn't we know how he wants to receive it we shouldn't show him love if it's something that might even dishonor him or disrespect him in any way so we really got to know that how can we know what god's love language is cat what we know by opening the word which is god you think about it the bible is god's love language it is god's love letter to us so if we actually go to first john chapter 5 and verse 3 uh love for god is equals obedience so that's how god equates us loving him is us being obedient to him and knowing his word and and following his instructions and what he asks of us and it's not supposed to be burdensome. God is our spiritual father. And so if we look at examples of our physical parents, uh, parents give us rules to follow to protect us and help us grow up well. We show our parents that we love them by respecting their wishes and following. So Jesus was a faithful son who always followed God's will. And wh what did he tell his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 15? He said that if you love me, obey my commands. Amen. Yeah, that's so powerful. Jesus's commands, you know, that's what Christians have to believe in. We may think it's hard to carry out all these commands in the Bible. And what kinds do I have to do so that God receives love, so that Jesus receives that love from us? So what do believers need to do today? We have to know the Bible itself, right? Jesus laid down in the New Testament moral teachings for us to follow. And that's where we see a lot of those verses about loving your neighbor and loving God. But he also laid out prophecy in the Bible. And that's why he said, I'm coming back soon. That time of the second coming. That's so important for us to uh, listen and to know. That way we can carry out what God wants us to do, what Jesus has planned for us to do. Jesus even said, you know, I'm coming soon and my reward is with me according to what you have done. So we then ask Jesus, what do I have to do? How do I know I can uh, hear well done, good and faithful servant at the end of the day? We cannot cherry pick the Bible. A lot of times we think, oh, uh, I'll just follow this part of the Bible or only that part of the Bible. But really understanding the whole Bible to know what Jesus wants us to do. If we misunderstand something, we can't obey it fully. In 2 Peter 3 verse 10, the entire Bible kind of creates a contradiction. It says that everything will be destroyed and the earth is laid bare. But in Ecclesiastes, in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes 1 4, it says that the earth remains forever. So these two scriptures kind of, you know, they don't make sense, right? There's either the earth gets destroyed or the earth remains forever. So which one is it? Did God make a mistake? 
Certainly not, right? This is actually just because it was misunderstood. And if you feel confused by that, then uh, that's something to think about. You know, how can we strengthen our life of faith through the Bible? We have to study it. Hosea 4 verse 6 says that God's believers are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. And because they reject knowledge, God also rejects them. We have to study the Bible to correctly understand the things that God wants us as believers to do today. There's a wonderful ministry that the Faithful Exchange podcast is connected to, the Chicago Church Ministry that does many online Bible courses. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the love languages, then message us through Instagram or Facebook at the Faithful Exchange podcast. Today we discuss God's greatest command, which is to love one another, and the way that God sees love is through obeying His commands. If we want to carry out a sincere walk of faith, which is genuine to our Father God, we must have selfless love in our hearts, just as Jesus did. This is what we are all searching for, which is to be loved and seen by our Heavenly Father and to love one another. Once again, we appreciate all of you for listening and hope that you will listen again next week.